Hey, this is Beth Nelson. I serve as the lead pastor at Prairie Heights Community Church, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for listening today. I hope this motivates you. I hope it builds your faith and helps you connect with Christ and a church family at Prairie Heights. Enjoy the message. Oh man, Bryce, thanks for that prayer from your heart. It's kind of it's fitting, because I'm going to share with you what's, what's on my heart today. You know, it, it all started out, we, we just finished a series called The Four Walls. We did a bonus week on parenting. We talked about what's like to be a husband, what's like to be a wife, what's like to be dating and engaged, what it's like to be dating, what's like to be single, all of those things that go into, into living in your four walls. And if you missed it, I encourage you to go back. But if we look ahead, we're going to be talking about joy and how do we live in the presence of joy. Today, though, Beth, she's, she's our lead pastor here at Prairie Heights. She left today and she walked into my office, said, hey, you've got this date and here's what I want. I want you to share what's on your heart. And not just the first thing that comes to mind, but you need to spend some time with God. You need to spend some time reading your Bible. And then I want you to share what's, what's on your heart. So I'm going to tell you, today it's going to be a little hard for me. Because I'm sharing what's on my heart and some vulnerability and maybe some things I might regret. Then I also got my adult age kids in here and they're going to evaluate me and get done. So that makes it a little harder. I also hope it's hard for you. Because I know when we do the hard, it gets easier. And if we can do the hard, it gets easier. So I hope it's a little bit hard for you today. So it all started, I got a text message. I wasn't expecting to get it, but I got it. It was from somebody I like, I mean, somebody I care for and somebody I respect. And it wasn't the only text message I got. What made it unique was the only text message I got that week that that I didn't receive. And I know some of you are going, you didn't receive it, huh? And some of you are going, ooh, can you teach me that trick? Because I get a lot of text messages I don't really want to get. But I got it. I didn't leave it on unread. I read it. But I didn't receive it. Because it was a text, a text of affirmation and kind of a compliment. And I kind of deflected that and I just answered right back. I pulled out my phone and and texted her back. And literally, about five minutes later, I'm like, Peters, why can't you just receive a compliment? Why can't you just receive the positive words your friend was trying to send you? How come you, you couldn't receive that? Something I struggle with. Something I'm not really good at. So you really know that? Check out this short video from my wife on how well I receive. Doug is horrible when it comes to receiving gifts and compliments. Well, I'm, I'm telling you, there's a whole lot more there. We just cut it off. We, 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 just, we just cut it off. So we don't need to go any further. You know, she said gifts and compliments. I don't, know, I don't always receive gifts so well. You know, um, I got some kids, my youngest, he's my son. A couple years ago, he had to be eight or nine, and 
If any of you ever gotten presents from an eight or nine year old, you know, they don't have a whole lot of money. So they're either gonna give you something that they like, that they value, or they're gonna make you something. And my son, he made me a, a pretty sweet gift. Check it out. He made me a coupon book with, with lots of things in it. I say it's pretty sweet. He'd say he slayed it. <laughs> but I got it. And I took it. But I never received it. See, I've, I've never used one of those coupons. Never gotten another coupon book again. I didn't receive it. I chose not to receive it. Gifts and compliments. And I'll tell you, that's one of the things I'm working on. At Prairie Heights, our our staff, we're all trying to work on our emotional health so that we can be more spiritually mature. And and that's the area that I'm working on. And that's the area, that's the area that we're going to talk a little bit about today. It's kind of like we just covered in the four walls. what, What Beth talked about in the four walls was our relationship with Jesus has to be solid and it has to be built there so that we can have strong relationships with ourselves and with other people. And it's hard. It's not easy. And And I think about when I came to work at Prairie Heights, that was a big step. Now, one of the things I've realized is it was only the first step. I'm becoming more and more aware because I'm I'm doing the work that I am still a giant work in progress. That's why we're not playing the rest of that video from my wife. I mean, I I know receiving's hard for me and I suspect, I I suspect, I I see some men in the room, so I suspect some others in here aren't the best at receiving and then I know there's some other people. I know receiving's not, not super easy for us. Well, one of the things I want for you today is just to increase your awareness about receiving. Now, let's be clear. I know there's a whole lot of things I can work on. It's a long list. There's no doubt about it. But I can only do a couple at a time. So I've narrowed it down to receiving, and specifically, because of all the things I receive, I narrowed it down to two things. And I think all of us can be better at receiving these two things. And no, this isn't, hey, you know what, I suck at this. I'm just going to try and bring everybody in with me so I feel a little better about myself. I do truly believe with all my heart that we can be better at receiving these two things. So the first one is, it's a gift every single one of us can receive. It's the gift God gave us by sending us Jesus. What is that? What is that? The God sent us a gift. It's right here in John 3.16 in the Bible. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Paul, he describes it again in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. And he says, for by grace you've been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. Not a result of works, so that no one may boast. There's that gift. So first I ask, hey, hey Doug, how are you doing at receiving that gift? 
and try and honestly reflect. And, you know, I, I do believe that God sent Jesus to earth, and I do believe he died for my sins. And, you know, I, when I say that, I acknowledge that, man, I do a lot of things wrong. A lot. Just ask my kids. They're back there. I follow my human temptation way too often. And I, I have asked for forgiveness when I do that. And I ask for my heart to be changed. Because I want to I wanna receive that gift. And sometimes, when I have a hard time trusting and have a hard time living in that faith, what I'm really saying is I'm having a hard time receiving the gift that God gave me. And I want to be better at it. By sharing it, my prayer is that it helps you think about where you're at. How you are at receiving. What that looks like for you. Are you really receiving what God has for you? Not easy. Now for there. For some of you, you're still kind of on the fence about Jesus and God and where's that at? And I know you're on the fence because you're here. Something brought you here this morning. Something brought you online this morning. Maybe you haven't accepted that gift. One of the reasons why we have Prairie Heights Connect. If you're in that place, if you have questions, if you want to talk about it, head up into the loft afterwards with Cody. And he's got some awesome friends up there. It'll be awesome to talk to you about that, if that's what's on your mind and on your heart. Now, I know there's some of you that, that have accepted that gift and, and, and do believe. And my question, my challenge is, have you really received it? Or is it like that? dusty coupon book from my son that I took and I've got it's sitting on my nightstand that I've never used. Have you really received it? I told you today it was going to be just a little bit hard. So it seems like it's a good time to take a minute and do a quick review. So the first message that I hope you receive is where are you at in accepting Jesus as your Savior? Where are you? And the second message I hope you receive is what are you doing with that gift that God gave you? And now, I hope I got your attention just a little bit. And now you know why I said at the beginning it's going to be hard. Because those are big questions. They're big challenges in our life. And what I want for us is all to be more aware of them. But that's not all I want for you today. One of the things I want for you today is to see what it can look like to receive all that God has for you, to, to receive what God has for you, what the Holy Spirit has for you. And when I say that, what I, what I want more than anything for me is to receive what the Holy Spirit has for me. And I'll tell you, when I wrote that, I'm like, Peters, what would your 21-year-old self say to that? That sounded pretty churchy. 
So let me translate that. Doug, 21-year-old Doug, I just want you to receive what God has for you. It's that simple. It's what I want for me. That's what I want for you is is just to receive what God has for us. Because you see, I have a faith and a belief that God has great things for me and for all of you. It's not just me. It's all of us. I think God has great things for all of us. I believe that with all my heart. Sometimes when I doubt it, I open up the Bible. Many of you have heard this verse before. It's Jeremiah 29, 11. For I have great plans for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. And that, that's being said, the people that are in the messiness of their lives, they've just been, ex- they've been exiled from their home. They don't really know where they're going. We've all got that messiness in our lives. It's in some form or fashion. We're all dealing with some messiness right now. And here's the thing in that. God doesn't promise to rescue us. He promises to prosper us and help us grow in the situation that we're in. And as I've spent more time reading the Bible, one of the things I've noticed is the next two verses. So it starts off, Jeremiah 29, 11, For I have great plans for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And then he goes on. Then you will call on me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. So let me translate that for you. You'll find God when you seek him with everything you got. That's when you're going to find him. Now let's let's be real. Everything you got. You know what, some days, for me, maybe it's true for some of you, some days it's like, hey God, help me here a little bit. And that's literally everything I got. Because it's not easy. It's hard. But I know if I can get through the hard, it's going to get easier. Maybe on a great day for me, it looks like, hey, I opened up my Bible, read a couple chapters, dove into some study notes, and then then I said a prayer. There's a range within that. Here's what my experience is, and here's what I've seen. I've seen when, when people make the commitment to do it consistently, it gets easier, and there's a desire to do more of it because of what it brings you. And I, Again, I, I read those verses to remind myself, to send myself a message to have faith and belief that God has a plan for me. No matter how messy it is right now, all I got to do, all I got to do is pursue him. So let's get back to how to get messages from her, at least how I get messages. And we're going to go back to John 3, 16, where John writes, for God so loved the world, that's all of us, that's you and it's me and it's just everybody, that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And that's that gift that I was talking about earlier. God sent his son Jesus, who died on the cross, so that we have the opportunity to have an everlasting life. Now, just for a second, just for a second, pretend with me. Let's go into pretend land and just think we're we're transported back and we're on earth with Jesus. We're in that circle of disciples and we're watching him. 
We watch him help a blind man see. To tell a crippled man who's laying on the ground to pick up his mat and walk. Where he's teaching people, like the Sermon on the Mount, where thousands of people, he's teaching them. And then he feeds them with just a few loaves of bread and fish. And we got to, we got to be there and just imagine what that would feel like. How inspiring that would be. How impactful that would be. And then, Jesus starts to tell us, I'm going to leave you. I'm not going to be with you. I'm going away. I think Jesus knew how that felt to, to his disciples. And so this is what he told his disciples. And he just didn't tell it to his disciples. He told it, he told it to all of us. You can read it in, Jan, in John 14, 15 through 17, if you're following along with your Bible. If you love me, keep my commands. Now this is Jesus talking to the disciples. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of truth. That's the Holy Spirit. Now the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be with you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Jesus is saying, he'll always be with us. In that part about the world, can't see him, doesn't know him. Hey, just in Fargo, Moorhead alone, there's more than 100,000 people that don't know God that if I walked in, up to them and said, hey, let me talk to you about the Holy Spirit, they'd get the look and go the other way as fast as they could. It's a real thing. And you might be thinking, hey, is the Holy Spirit in me? And I think the Bible answers that question. If we go to Acts, which is what happened after Jesus died and Peter's teaching people, he's in Acts 2, verse 38. It says, repent. Now, that's a big church word to me. Repent. All he means is ask for forgiveness for your sins. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. He's saying, hey, ask for forgiveness for your sins. And that's how I know the Holy Spirit is with and in me. And that's how God sends me messages. Now, there's times I really wish God had his own special alert so that I knew because here's what I've learned and experienced over the years. I've asked for forgiveness, and I continue to ask for forgiveness, because I, I am not perfect. And I, I hope I'm not making the exact same mistake twice. I hope I get a little better, and the mistake gets to be a little bit smaller. But I ask for forgiveness sincerely. Then I got baptized, because I wanted to publicly declare my faith and belief in Jesus. And I've started to receive messages from him every now and then. And as I got them, I wanted more. And then I wanted more. And that's where it goes back, is if you can start with just a little bit, I do believe that you'll want more and more and more if you can be consistent with it and build that muscle. Because it really, really became apparent to me that the more time I spend with God, the more time he speaks to me. And how awesome is that? Now, unfortunately, the Holy Spirit, that's not the only messages I receive. I mean, we, we get bombarded with them. I mean, you got text messages, you got phone calls, you got emails, you got private messages, you got 
DMs, whatever that stands for. You got Snapchats. You got, you got it all. It's just coming at you. It is just coming at you. And sometimes it gets hard for me to receive them all and even harder to understand where they're coming from. Man, are they coming from, from the Holy Spirit? Or are they coming from that hour I spent scrolling through TikTok? Which one is it? What's in, what's in my mind? So in other words, I've really realized that there's a lot of stuff going in me. And the principle of what goes in comes out is true. So how do I put more God in me? What, what, what does that look like? All right, so I've given you a lot. It's time for a quick recap again. I, there's four quick things. God sent his son Jesus to earth. That's number one. Jesus, when he was here, he told us that when he wasn't here, he would still be with us, that an advocate, the Holy Spirit, would be with us. That's the second thing. The third thing is Jesus, he died on the cross and rose, rose from the dead so that our sins could be forgiven. And then the fourth thing is when we accept that gift and ask for forgiveness for our sins, we receive the Holy Spirit. It's four things. It's pretty simple. God sent his son, Jesus, to earth. Jesus told us he'd always be with us. Then he died, rose again, forgive us for our sins. And then we just have to accept that gift. We get the Holy Spirit. And I would bet if I pulled somebody up here and said, I had 100 bucks to repeat that back, you could. You've got it up here. But I don't want it up there. I want it in here. I want you to have, have some feeling and some emotion in some desire. I want it to be in you. So remember at the beginning, I told you I'm really working on it. I'm working on receiving. I want to share some things that have happened to me so that maybe you get a picture of what it might look like and what your experience is. So it's a Saturday morning. And Saturday, it's my day of Sabbath, something I'm committed to of taking a day of rest and spending more time with God. I'm sitting there and then affirm Dan. And I'm like, oh, is that the Holy Spirit? Or was that because I just saw Dan post on Instagram? Which one was it? So I'm just sitting there doing nothing. And then affirm Dan. And then I, then I started thinking, Man, Dan, man, I really only talked to him that one time in the last 10 years. It's been a month since I've talked to him or texted him. It's been a while. What's Dan going to think? Does that guy have any boundaries? Why is that weird guy, why is that weird church guy texting me? What's going on? Then I remember, it's Saturday, it's the Sabbath. I've been spending more time with God, listening for the Holy Spirit. So I'm like, okay, I received it. I think it's from the Holy Spirit. I'm going to affirm Dan, but I'm not going to call him because that would be too much, but I'll text him. And I know you want to know how that went, but before we do, I got to give you some lessons. And let's just call it man texting by Doug. <laughs> so when a man gets a text and he really doesn't know what to say back, you're going to get the thumbs up. And if it's funny at all, 
you're going to get the ha-ha with it. You're going to get the thumbs up, the ha-ha. And men, I'm just telling you, men, they don't usually use the heart emoji. I mean, they'll use the heart emoji with their girl. They'll use it with their kids. And then they'll use it when it's really something that means something to them. So they don't use it lightly. That's what I'm saying. And last but not least, you need to know this about man texting. If we don't have anything to say, we're just not going to answer. Oh, don't, don't take it personally. Just don't take it personally. So let's look at my text with Dan. So first, it's a heart. And I'm telling you, if you saw Dan, Dan is not a heart emoji kind of guy. He just isn't. And then he sends a text. So he sends me a heart and a text. And I just gave you the man rule, so you know what that means. And someday, I'll find out what that uncanny timing was all about. I got no idea. But someday I'm going to know. And just wait, it doesn't end there. This is the same Saturday. A couple hours later. There it is again. Encourage Scott. I don't question whether it's from the Holy Spirit this time because I just went through the whole thing with Dan and it's only a couple hours later and I'm slow, but I'm not that slow. <laughs> it is my Sabbath day and I'm trying to spend more time with him and, and the message is encourage Scott. So right away, hey, I'm still not gonna call. That'd be a little bit too much. So I sent him a text. You know what I got back? A heart and a message. You can see it. It's just this feeling that I got that I needed to reach out to these two guys in my life. I mean, I wish there was thunder and lightning and all those sorts of things. And I wish there was that special sound effect. But there, but there just isn't, usually. It's just, it's just this feeling that there, there's something I got to do. So let me give you one last example that I hope pounds at home just a little bit. So I'm a planning guy by nature. I like a schedule. I like to know what's going to happen when. And here at Prairie Heights, we plan on a trimester. So we have spring, summer, and fall. And when it's spring, we're executing our spring plan. And then we're working on our summer plan. That's just kind of the way we, we do things. And one day I'm sitting in my office. And Beth, that's our lead pastor, right? She, she walks into my office. and She says, Doug, God's put it on my heart. Let's put it on my heart that we have, a, we have some people in our church that they need to get married. You know, for whatever reason, you know, maybe they're living together and they're just not married or, or I just don't know. But just God's put it on my heart that we need to give people an opportunity to get married. So here's my resting face. And in my mind, I'm going, no, 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 no. We have a plan and we're going to follow the plan. What are you talking about? And then, Doug, are you going to walk the talk? When you came to work here, you submitted to Beth as your spiritual leader. And she's saying God's given her a vision. Are you going to walk the talk? So this coming weekend, we got some weddings going on. But it doesn't end there. So... 
About three weeks ago, we had Grow Group Kickoff Night. And Grow Group Kickoff Night is when we kick off small groups for our church. We come together on a Sunday night. We have the opportunity to meet people in our groups. And then for people who maybe haven't wanted to, to pick one out, And just for the record, there is a college age group. Just so you know, Beth and her husband Kyle are doing it. And if that's something you're a college age student, it's something you're looking for, uh, ask and, and we can tell you a little bit more about it. Yeah, I just got a message right there because that wasn't in the script. But we're at this grow group thing and, and I'm sitting there with my group and I lead a group called Men in Business. And just how do we... How do we live faithfully the way Jesus would want us to in our work life? And what does that look like? So we got a group of guys and we're, we're talking about it. And then this guy comes up. He's kind of been taste testing the different groups, so to speak. He's like, hey, what's your group about? And I explain it to him about man and business and, you know, what would Jesus do in the workplace? And I can tell he still doesn't kind of get it. And so I'm like, hey, I'll give him an example. So I look at him and say, you know, we try and tackle real world problems and then apply the Bible, of how we navigate through our problems. So for like example, when your boss walks into your office and says, hey, change all your plans. We're going to do nine weddings on this weekend, right? And this is what happens. The guy says to me, well, thank God, because I'm one of those couples, right? So then I get that message. Trust me. Don't doubt me. So I'm talking to Kevin, and his fiance's name is Pam. And they'd just been, I, it might have been their first weekend or it was their second weekend in Prairie Heights. And they were sitting up over there when, when Beth announced about the wedding weekend. And there is a huge story behind this that I don't have time to get into. But they looked at each other, and they just knew that they were going to get married. And I, I tell you that story, what, what I want you to see is that we don't know how God is working. We don't know how God's working in our life. I mean, it'd be great if we did, but we don't know how God is working in our lives and in other people's lives. And Beth, she, she, was, she was spending her time with God and Jesus and felt and listened to the Holy Spirit say, hey, you need to provide this opportunity. And then I listened to the Holy Spirit who said, hey, submit to your leader's spiritual vision. And then... Kevin and Pam, they listen to that along with six other couples and they're all getting married this weekend. What I hope you take away from that is we don't know what God is doing all the time. We don't know the ripple effect of what that's gonna have. What I, what I think about what maybe gets me a little bit emotional when I think about that I wanted to follow my human desire and follow my plan. I needed to get reminded, Beth, she's your spiritual leader, follower. She's spending the time doing the work. And then I, I get a little emotional when I think about there's six or seven couples that are going to get married. What's the ripple effect of that over time? What does that look like? What does that look like for their families and for their kids? And what's that going to look like years and years down the road because Beth listened to the Holy Spirit and then I listened to the Holy Spirit and then these couples listened to the Holy Spirit 
We don't know how God is going to be working in our lives. That's what's on my heart. It's a challenge. It's a challenge to me and it's a challenge to you. What are you doing? Where are you at with the gift that Jesus gave us? And if you've received that gift, what are you doing with it? The great thing is we all have the exact same next step. It's simple, no matter where you're at. It's pursue Jesus. Maybe you're, you're one of those people that's on the fence with the whole church thing. Hey, you came here today. Look into it a little bit more. Maybe you need to just talk to God a little bit more. Maybe you need to open your Bible just a little bit more. But all of our next step is to pursue Jesus. And my very specific challenge to all of you, whether you're here in the auditorium or whether you're online, it's simple. For the next seven days, so today, which is Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and next Sunday, seven days, I challenge you just to thank God for the gift that he gave us and share something that you're joyful about. Super easy. Looks just like this. God, thanks for sending Jesus, your son. I find so much joy in the family that you've blessed me with. Amen. Less than 10 seconds. You're going to do it? You're not going to do it. Some of you, Holy Spirit's speaking to you and saying, hey, you should go to connect after. Are you going to listen to it? You're not going to listen to it. There's all sorts of messages all the time. And I do think if you spend more time pursuing Jesus and open up your heart, you know what's going to happen? That's what I think is going to happen. Let me say a prayer. God, thank you for being an awesome God and, and thank you for sending us your son, Jesus. Thank you for giving us that gift and thank you for sending us the Holy Spirit. And God, I just ask that for each and every person that's, that's here today, that, that's, that's hearing what, what message you've put on my heart, God, I just ask you to show them that you are near in a way they can't miss. We know it's not going to be lightning and thunder and an earthquake, but God, just in some small way, let everyone know that you're near in a way that we can't miss. And God, give us all that, all the heart. I, I know you've given it to us in our head. We can name those four things, but Put it in our hearts. Put, us, put in us a desire to pursue you and get closer to you and want more of you. In your name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening. A special thanks to those of you who give generously to Prairie Heights. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can click the link in the description to give now or visit prairieheights.com give for more information. And if you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, or even take a screenshot and share it on your social media and tag us at Prairie Heights. Thank you for listening.